hello, good morning, or uh, good afternoon, whatever it might be. We're going to start episode nine of the podcast, only we're going to start it a little bit differently. Hi there, you're watching One Thing Real Quick. This is an interview series with single question interviews. My name is Evan McDonald, and today my guest is Seth Lucas. He is half of the creative company. All right, I uh, I need to cut in here already and explain what it is that we're listening to. This is a recording from January of last year, back in 2018. This is the first interview that I ever did for this podcast, only it wasn't quite yet this podcast. This is the very, very beginning of this project, this podcast, the thing you're listening to right now. And this is actually the second attempt at interviewing this guy. He's a good friend of mine, Seth Lucas. This recording has been collecting dust on my hard drive for over a year now, and this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about unfinished projects. My name is Evan McDonald. You're listening to One Thing Real Quick. It's a podcast all about creativity. Each week, I bring in a creative leader and we discuss a single question. This week, Seth Lucas. The question? What do you do with all the unfinished projects that you've started? This podcast that you're listening to right now was for about a year itself an unfinished project. Okay, so I need to give you a little bit of context. We're going to go back to October 2017. My wife and I had been discussing for years this idea of moving abroad and living in a different country. And so when October 2017 came around, we finally went and bought the one-way plane tickets for the two of us and our four kids. So that's six one-way plane tickets to Argentina. So by December, I had put in my notice at work and we got everything in order to move to South America. At the time, I was working as the design director for a company called FreeFly Systems. It's a company that makes camera movement technology for cinema. So gimbals, drones, uh, the biggest product that we had was the Movi, used pretty extensively throughout the film industry. It was a really awesome job. I really loved working there, which I know I quit. But I'm not going to go into the details of why I quit this job. There's not really any drama or anything. It's just not really applicable to this story. So while I worked at FreeFly, I had started a podcast called Every Axis. And I co-hosted it with the founder of our company, Tab Versha. Uh, Evan and I will try and stay on top of pushing out interesting stuff. I had also been doing sound design for our promo videos. So I was dabbling in audio in a couple ways beyond the like all the other design stuff websites packaging branding all that stuff so in leaving this company and having had started a podcast for that company i knew i wanted to keep podcasting and i was moving to the bottom side of the planet and so i wanted something that would keep me connected to the community and so the idea of the concept for one thing real quick the idea for this podcast was born enter seth lucas how are you guys doing how's the new baby uh, she's doing really well. She's taking a nap right now. Yeah, we've been we've been doing like nap. 
Seth is a great friend. We graduated from the same BFA program together. And after design school, I found a job at a design studio in Seattle. And he started his own business with his wife out in New York City. They made these well-designed printed goods. By the time I caught up with him for this interview, it was about 10 years after we'd graduated and he and his wife, Maddie, and their baby daughter had moved to Indianapolis. I think I introduced him pretty well, kind of give the overview of his work and his background in this interview from a year ago. So I'm going to play that. You'll have to forgive the poor audio quality. It's essentially Skype audio. Remember, this was a brand new podcast idea. I hadn't even begun to work the kinks out. He is half of the creative company Ello There. He runs it in tandem with his wife, Maddie, and they live in Indianapolis. They started their business as a card company making really awesome little printed cards made with a GoCo printer. And they got featured by Martha Stewart Living and continued to grow. Started doing posters, other stuff, um, pins, patches, really cool stuff for people who love the outdoors and everything they do is awesome. Seth is also Okay, now I'm going to play the interview for you. This is where I ask Seth a single question and it's just a few minutes long but I want to give a little credit to Seth. This is the second time I had sat him down for an interview. At first I was trying to make this a video podcast which as it turns out is way too big a scope for this kind of project. And so at the first attempt, we had set up a camera. Each of us had set up a camera and I had failed to hit record. So I had to crawl back to Seth and come on, can we do it again? So this is what, this is that second interview where we actually recorded. I am not going to listen to this with the rest of you because I don't think that I can stand to listen to it. But uh, it's important. You know, it's important to the story, this idea, this thing that we're talking about this week, this idea of unfinished projects. So, all right, here it goes. And so, Seth, I have a question for you. My question is, how do you balance the, the creative work, the right brain work of creating awesome products while managing the left brain tasks of running a business? How do you balance those two? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the thing like we deal with as creatives. Like we just want to work on the creative fun side of things and we're always wanting to push business away. Um, but what I found is that if I incorporate more of the business side of things, uh, into my creative side, then usually I end up having more control and feeling better about the thing I'm doing at the end of the day. Give me an example of that. What do you mean by that? So, uh, when I'm working on a project, if I, if I'm feeling that like sort of sense of dread, like, I don't want to keep working on this. This isn't like what I should be doing. I, I you know, I'm going to hire this out to someone else, you know, which sometimes you need to do. Uh, but there's always going to be something you need to do. Uh, usually what I find is that just means I'm not excited about the project I'm working on. So like you mentioned, Ooh, uh, yes, there it is, Seth. Well said, not excited about the project. That is how I felt after stitching this interview together last January. I just wasn't excited about the project. 
Now, look, this isn't because Seth wasn't a good guest. In fact, I'd have to say quite the opposite. He, he's great. He knows how to talk about his work. He cares about what he does. I just had not yet formulated the right formula for formulating questions for a podcast where each interview is built on a single question. And this this was my first lap around the track. Okay, I'm going to shut this off. Let's see. Where do I... <sighs> okay, the sad thing about all this is that because I didn't like this audio sketch, if you will, this first draft, I ended up walking away from the project completely. Now, lucky for all of you, I picked it back up again. Now we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to try to get Seth Lucas of Ello There back on the mic for a third time to talk more about unfinished projects. That is, if I can get him to come back. This week's episode is brought to you by Libro FM, which just happens to be the best place to get audiobooks. They have the same selection and price as Audible, but unlike Audible, Libro FM's credits never expire. They don't slap DRMs on your audiobooks. That's that thing Audible uses to limit where you can listen to your audiobooks. Libro FM's listening app is fantastic, and they have partnered with over a thousand local independent brick-and-mortar bookstores, so that when you make a purchase, a portion gets kicked over to a bookstore of your choice. Now, because you listen to this podcast, you can use the offer code OTRQ and get three audiobooks for the price of one. So go now, visit Libro.fm and enter the offer code OTRQ. That just stands for one thing real quick, which is the name of the podcast you're listening to. And you can get two free audiobooks. All right, back to the show. Seth, thank you for taking my call. <laughs> yes, no problem. Happy to do it again. <laughs> I hear that that again said with a little bit of again. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> so first of all, I have to say two things. One is I apologize that, it, yeah, I mean, this was me learning. But then the other thing is a huge thank you because I, I honestly, this podcast would not have happened without me failing twice with you on the other side of, of a Skype call, basically. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, it really helped me put this idea into a form and then I was able to test that and go, ah, that didn't really work. Uh, but now, you know, it's become something that, that is working and, and really I owe a lot of that credit to you. So, so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Honestly, like, you know, I mean, I knew you were uh, trying a new idea. Yeah. I have a folder with all these interviews of all the guests that I've had on this show. And there's, there's one every time I open that folder, and I look at all the guests. There's this folder, Seth Lucas. And every time I look at it, I go, ah, oh, I really wish I could use that. Yeah. And then it occurred to me, there's a story about unfinished projects. So I, I want to ask you about that. What is your relationship with unfinished projects? Do you, do you have a pile somewhere? Do you finish everything you create, everything you start? Um, no, definitely not. <laughs> I have... So many ideas, um, 
you know, from my notes app to like calendars app where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this done by this date or this project is going to be done for this trade show. Um, so we need to have this ready to go for fall. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I do get that same kind of thing where it's like you get this backup of ideas and <laughs> I mean, that's part of like creativity, right? Like you have that idea right. in your head and, uh, you've just got actual things to do and things get backed up. Do you have any examples of projects that you've started that maybe sat dormant for a long time and then maybe they came back to life? Uh, yes. So there's this, um, I think I talked about in another interview of our national parks print where you keep track of the parks you visited by putting a tree sticker in. And so, uh, what we've done from that is built out sort of an outdoorsy type of thing. Uh, around 2011, uh, we're still in Rexburg at BYU Idaho. Um, my wife started bringing up the idea of visiting national parks. Uh, and so there's 59 national parks. All right. So I want to explain this poster a little bit. This is a really cool piece, one that I, uh, I'm i a big fan of. It's this nice screen printed map of the United States, and it's in just the style you'd expect for something in the National Park theme. And if you want to see it, just go to hellothere.com. That's like hello there, but without the H on the front. Each park is marked by a little simple pine tree shape, and it's got a number on it, which correlates with a key that has the list of all the national parks. And it comes with a pack of stickers, and the stickers have pine trees that have numbers on them as well. And each time you visit a park, you pull the corresponding sticker and you put it on the map. And it's, it's really cool. It's very wall-worthy artwork. And uh, if you want one, you can find them kind of all over the place. I think REI still sells them. There are lots of other places that sell them, that like uh, paper goods stores, places that have calendars and that kind of thing. Check those out or once again, go to their website, lothere.com. They have a screen printed version and an offset version. So some nice options. My head around it. So I had started the map, uh, you know, built an illustrator file, uh, started working on some things and I just never felt right about the direction of it. And I just didn't finish it for a long time. Uh, How long it, did it sit unfinished? Probably at least nine months. Uh, from the time that it was just on my computer till I was, I decided to actually get it done. Uh, and so yeah. it was when we went to, uh, we made a little trip out to California. Um, you know, we were driving around some parks out there and I had my laptop with me and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to finish this thing. Uh, I think I kept wanting it to be more detailed than it was. And I had to figure out how to make it work with it wasn't really until we started working with a, you know, like an established screen printer and uh, found someone who could actually cut the stickers for us that it started humming. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of it just kept me from, uh, you know, getting into the production of it. Uh, it took a while to figure out how to do it. How am I going to get this made? Um, and so there were months and months where it just sat in my head rather than actually making it, uh, you know, that set up the basis for our shop. Uh, it's basically built out to everything else that we sell. Um, a lot of stuff in my personal design has come from being associated with the national parks and outdoorsy design. Uh, 
Yeah. That's cool. And I love that your story starts with, you know, you have an idea, you kind of get started, but it's not clicking and you let you shelve it for a while and then you pick it back up. Do you think that that shelf time, that time where you're away from the project, do you think that was an important part of the process or was it just? That's interesting because, I mean, most of the time I just feel bad about it. I'm like, oh, I, sh- I need to get this yeah. thing done. I'm like, I'm bad at getting things done. Uh, so that's an interesting question that, you know, does that time help you figure it out? And I think, you know, there's there's got to be a balance. Like nine months is probably too long to let a project go and not think about it. Um, but I do think there's some value in like taking a step back and just letting something yeah. marinate, uh, letting letting yourself figure out that you can do this. Or maybe in that time you've seen someone else uh, do a project that's similar. Um, yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. And I, I think that probably is an essential part of, uh, you know, on getting something done. I also think if the idea doesn't go away, I think that's how you know that you've got something good. Like if you keep thinking about it. There's like if the idea, if there's a persistence, if it stays in your brain, if it keeps pecking at you, then you should probably react to that. Yeah. So kind of building off of our National Parks print, uh, ever since we've made it, we've had people just writing us and asking if we make a baseball stadium print because people like to go visit every baseball stadium like they do the national parks. Uh, so I kind of just ignored it for a while. It's like, I'm not super into baseball. Are you I'm getting like, like a ton of people? Like this is a frequently requested thing. Pretty frequently requested. As far as we get requests, it was like, it was number one as far as, wow. you know, people asking us. I to didn't even something. know this was a thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just didn't do anything with it. I mean, I like baseball. I love being like outside at a baseball game. Uh, I don't like follow who's winning <laughs> unless it's really interesting or sometimes I'll follow the world series, but that's as far as it goes. And so I felt like, okay, well maybe I'm not being authentic here. Cause I keep having this thing where I feel like I need to make a print that's like, you know, comes directly from me. Um, and so I just didn't get into it. Um, and I think, you know, a, a couple of years on, a couple of years ago, I started thinking, well, maybe I could do this in like a really cool way. Maybe I could do it uh, fully illustrated and, you know, have like an illustrated baseball player on the map and, and you know, from each team and uh, maybe a sticker to match the baseball player. And so, you know, it was complicated like that. I wanted it to be different. Yeah, it's more complex than a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about that, like, um, okay, this has got to be really, really unique. I've just got to throw everything I've got at it. I've got to get all the blogs buzzing and, you know, something people have never seen before. And and that's kind of what kept me from getting it done is it, it just became this like impossible project. Uh, so essentially I made like this basic print. Like uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to just do a baseball print. So yeah, I called it like baseball stadium map and um, ended up simplifying it a lot. So uh it took a little time from the time I started the file to getting it finished, but basically letting go of the idea that it needed to be something really spectacular and just trying to just say, you know what, I'm, people have been asking for this for so long. I'm just going to make something that looks better than what's currently out there. So if I could just make something that's cleaner and looks better, like something people want to hang on their walls and keep track of, then, you know, 
I can do well in this market. Um, so yeah, that's what I made. And when we took it to a trade show, uh, our, our biggest buyer, Uncommon Goods, uh, was really excited about it, uh, but they wanted to get it licensed. Uh, and I had no idea how to go about that. So they uh, they knew what they were doing. They had worked with the MLB um, before, and they were really helpful in getting all that taken care of. And so now we have this we have this officially licensed uh, MLB uh, ballpark travelers print. So it's can totally. I, can I point out this is so cool because these two examples you've shared are these projects yeah. that give people a project. And I'm curious how many people <laughs> purchase your maps of yeah. national parks and they get it like I'm going to start this project where I'm going to visit all the parks, or, you know, all the all the all the stadiums. And yeah. uh, and then they start the project. Yeah. Then do they finish the project or do they let it collect dust? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like throwing the project at them like, here, you take this. Yeah. You take this project and finish The project it. isn't done <laughs> until they've finished it, right? Oh, no. Now I've got thousands of people that need to go visit all their parks nice. We've got all these emails to send hey how's hey how's it coming did you finish yet <laughs> what I, can i check this off my to-do list please um cool. so anyway yeah i mean that's a you know happy ending as well um you know i had all these fears about like oh i can't get a license I, you know it's got to be unique it's got to be something that's part of me um you know and i mean you don't have to do that all the time. Like we can just make yeah. things that that work and that look better because you know we know how to make things that look good, uh, and that's really uh, what graphic designers do. And when you get taken over by that creative part of your brain, that's like, no, you've got to make the most unique thing of all time. And just if you can just yeah. get like ninety percent of the way there uh, with your creativity and and let go of like you know, 10, 20% and just get a nice finished product. Um, I think that's really all you need. Yeah. I think that's a challenge for a lot of creative people. Uh, perfectionism. There's a lot of things that hold us back, whether it's, you know, and, and your example with the baseball poster, it's, you know, you wanted it to, to meet a certain standard and you ended up dialing that back, but then, which was good. And then as you, got it out there because it was done, you were able to improve it even more with the help of, you know, your uncommon goods, the folks at uncommon goods that helped you get it licensed and, and get right. it done. Right. So that, uh, that's, that's, those are some great examples and, and hopefully people listening to this and myself included can think about identifying what's holding you back from putting something out there from finishing a project. And then, uh, clobber that barrier in the face and finish your <laughs> finish your project clobber it <laughs> that's right i really appreciate you coming back <laughs> and talking with me <laughs> do you have any other projects that are either just finishing or finishing soon that you want to yeah um i've got two uh kids books coming out for this really cool line of books uh called baby lit so it's they basically take like classic books like little women or moby dick and they turn it into uh like a book a little kid sure. can understand like your toddler to like five years old so i'm doing one on john muir uh who 
was a huge advocate for uh, founding the national parks. Uh, him and Teddy Roosevelt uh, basically started yeah. the national parks. And uh, yeah, and I'm also doing one on uh, called The Art of Audubon. Uh, and both of these books come out uh, March 15th. Nice. Well, um, thanks again and good luck with all the projects that you start and the ones that you take across the finish line. Thank you, Seth Lucas. He is a good friend and uh, on top of that, a great designer and illustrator and a finisher of projects. Now, of course, there is no rule saying that we have to complete every project that we start. Sometimes dropping a project is a good idea. But for those projects that, as we discussed, that sort of peck at you or keep you up at night or kind of nag at you, those are generally good candidates for projects to dust off and finish up. Maybe you have a project that's sitting alone on a shelf waiting for you to come back and finish it. We're talking not back burner, but off burner projects. If so, we want to hear about it. Last week, I mentioned that we got a phone number. This is basically just a message line. You can call and leave us a voicemail. And it's open for anyone to call. The number, in case you missed it last week, is 405-373-OTRQ. That's the letters. OTRQ is in one thing real quick. That's right. It's a branded phone number. Hopefully that's easy for you to remember. For the next few weeks, I'm asking you as listeners to call and tell us about a project that you know you need to finish. Or maybe there's something that you had been putting off, but you finished it. Something that you just finished or finished recently. And uh, you want to tell us about it. Call and tell us about it. 405-373-OTRQ. I'll put it in the show notes. We'll see how this goes, but if we get some good messages on there, we'll put them on a future episode of One Thing Real Quick. Call us, tell us what you should be finishing, or tell us something that you just finished. The snippets of interview that you heard at the top, that was Seth and I over a year ago, and uh, it's video, so I'm going to put that video from our interview up on YouTube. There's a link in the show notes to that as well, so... Think of that as a peek into my audio sketchbook, a rough sketch of what this show could have been. I don't recommend that you watch it. <laughs> okay, and speaking of checking stuff out, go find Seth's work at hellothere.com. That's just hello there without the H at the front. You can follow him on Instagram, Outdoors is the username and all this is in the show notes as well one thing real quick is an independent podcast produced by me evan mcdonald editing help this week by john m craig and music by me you know this is a small show and it's new and word is just starting to get out so thank you for listening you're among the first to find it all your kind ratings and reviews have been read and they mean a lot to me. They mean a lot to this show. This podcast is not my full-time job, but it is a lot of work. And the only way it grows is when people like you share it with other people that you think might be into the show. So think of someone who you think might enjoy this show. And, you know, maybe you know someone who has 
some personal projects that they've been putting off, maybe they'd benefit from this episode. So send this their way. Make sure you are subscribed. You can find One Thing Real Quick on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, a bunch of the other ones, all the places where you get podcasts. So go subscribe. And if you do subscribe, by the magic of podcasting, you'll get another brand new episode of One Thing Real Quick next week and every Friday morning after that. It'll be there waiting for you when you wake up, ready to accompany you on your commute whatever it is you've got going that day. Follow One Thing Real Quick on Instagram and Twitter at OTRQ Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Evan McDonald. And our website is onethingrealquick.com. All right, that's the end of this one. Thank you. I'm Evan McDonald. Until next week. Hey, Seth. So uh, I forgot something. Every time I do one of these interviews, I always ask my guests what they're reading. And then it goes at the very end of the interview. So it's like, hey, one last thing. What are you reading? So will you just send me a voice note here on Messenger to say what book you're reading? I'm actually more of an audiobook listener, and right now I'm listening to Seth Godin's newest book, This is Marketing. All right, okay, I think I can use that. I don't know if you know this, but uh, listeners to the podcast get free audiobooks when they use the offer code OTRQ on Libro FM. So, uh, yeah, I think that's like you you should get audiobooks from them. Anyway, I'm not going to turn this into an ad, so whatever. <laughs>